0: How's it going? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, the podcast where I help you, being over 40, to fight the aging process without giving up your social life. And this episode is actually part two of three of an interview I did with Dr. Ann Barter, a chiropractor that specializes in gut health. And in this episode, we go into some of the things we can start looking in our own daily routines and issues to see if we need to go the next step and seek out a professional. Stay tuned. And if you wanted to catch up, just go back a previous episode. Yeah. Cool. Dr. Anne, let's kind of dive deeper into gut health and maybe just start with the basics of what people think gut health is or if they know anything about it at all. But uh, where do you start? Maybe you're having some of these issues, but just for overall everyone across the board, what are we supposed to be doing for gut health?
1: Well, I think the number one problems that I see, let me just kind of start that off, is most people are having problems with bloating a little bit with constipation, or their stools are too loose. But bloating and gas tend to be like pretty common problems or they're seeing pieces of undigested food in their stool. So that's generally what comes in the office to see me. And so that's where I generally get to start. But overall, like gut health, what you want to look for is you want to make sure, and let's just get into the nitty gritty. You want to make sure that you're not seeing pieces of undigested food in your stool. You want to make sure that you feel energized after you eat, like it gives you energy. A lot of people are going to report that they feel super fatigued after they eat. And so that can be problematic if someone feels fatigued, right? So that, that's a couple reasons that happens. Number one, you ate too much. You just ate way too much for what was what you needed caloric-wise. The second issue is that you ate too many carbs at that particular meal, and so that made you tired because you're seeing changes in your blood sugar. So that's kind of the first place I start. So I want to mm-hmm. make sure that someone's eliminating and they feel like they're fully eliminating every single day, that their stools are a darkish brown, they are, are sinking and they don't feel bloated or super duper gassy after meals where they're uncomfortable. So I, I kind of go through, through those screening questions to kind of see what's going on barring any sort of other extraneous like skin issues or depression issues. I also wanna know what their stress levels look like because we know that stress affects the gut pretty dramatically. So if someone is wicked stressed out and they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't go to the bathroom at all. I mean, most people think it's pretty normal to go to the bathroom every three days. They think if they have a bowel movement every three days, it's normal, it's not, you're constipated. So we wanna look at stress levels because you think about what happens when you're super stressed out right? You don't have the blood flow and the oxygen coming into your gut to actually digest and utilize that food for nutrients. And so ultimately, it doesn't move through your stomach and through your gastrointestinal system very well. It kind of gets stuck. And it's sort of like how I equate it is you've really cleaned your entire house. You never took out the trash and you haven't taken out the trash for a couple of weeks. Like things are going to brew you're going to be gassy, you're going to be bloated, you're going to get, start to get leaky gut, you're going to have a hard time absorbing those nutrients. So those are some of the things that I look for to notice if there's any problems going on with the gut. And I think your question was, what, like what's going to constitute more, what more steps can we do for good gut health? Was that right?
0: Yeah, like for myself, I know I have a, a lactose intolerance. So, okay, mm-hmm. stay away from that. gluten allergy, I think. But when I eat non gluten type foods, I feel amazing. And so just like you said, as I'm eating my meals, I like journal everything. And I feel really good after this meal. I feel really good after this workout. And that's how I kind of live my life. But more of like, okay, I'm feeling good. I mean, I don't really know how well my gut health is of absorption. How do I optimize it? Or how do I check it? I guess tests, right? But Test. Is there anything I can do to add, to make okay. it better?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. So one way that you know that you're not like breaking down your food yeah. is number one, you're refluxing it. So it's coming back okay. up or you have GERD or you kind of feel this pit in your stomach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another way that you know you're not digesting it well is that you see pieces of undigested food in your stool. I have people come in and they're like, I'm constantly on it. Anti-candida cleanse. I'm constantly on a parasitic cleanse. I'm constantly doing this. You shouldn't have to constantly be doing X, Y, and Z. So, really, for something that's really left out when we talk about gut health is what's going on with our gallbladder and what's going on with our pancreas, right? Mm -hmm. Because those are really important. Our gallbladder digests fat and our pancreas digests carbohydrates. So not only do we have a stomach that's hydrochloric acid. Let me back up because the stomach with is hydrochloric acid in it. Anything that's coming into your system that's dangerous, that's not healthy, if they've left like some food out too long, your acidity in your stomach should take care of whatever is going on and break it down into really small pieces. And then it goes into your small intestine. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we're going to have the gallbladder and we're going to have the pancreas come in and start to digest some of that food, right? And so we're digesting the fats and digesting the carbohydrates. So a lot of people will say, oh, I feel bloated when I have carbs. Oh, I feel super bloated when I have fat, right? Some of the reason for that is is some people don't do super well on, say, a ketogenic diet. Some people don't do well on a super high carb diet. You have to eat for what actually works for you. you. Some people do great on that. But a lot of women that are doing hardcore keto that are pretty trim already don't have as good of luck, that have a predisposition to IBS or something like that, they have to balance their foods a little bit better. That's just been something clinically I've observed. I don't think there's any one right way to potentially eat. I've seen a lot of different things through the years, but ultimately, a lot of what I see is when someone's under stress, and I'm going to like point the computer screen down. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm on the right side of my body. And there's this area here by your ribs. And so I'm in kind of the fleshy part of my stomach and I'm pushing down and under my rib cage into where my gallbladder is. (laughs) Most people find that's really tender. They also say that they have floating stools. They say that they're constipated. And so they're having a really hard or lighter stools and they're having a really hard time digesting and assimilating that fat. And that's really important for your fat-soluble vitamins. You think about like vitamin A or vitamin D you have to be able to absorb those. That's really important. So I think like from a digestive standpoint, if you notice that area is sore, you may be having some problems there, but testing is kind of the way to know other than symptoms of what you're experiencing.
0: Yeah. What about just you're feeling pretty good and all that and gut health is important. What about the like some of the things I've heard of is drinking aloe vera juice. One is having more black pepper because that helps kill kind of the bad bacteria in your gut. And then there was one more I was thinking about, but I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I think... I think oh, fermented it, foods. Okay. Yeah. So aloe juice, black pepper. I think it just really depends on what's going on, right? So for some people, they've said aloe juice is a cure-all. It depends on like what part you're using of the aloe plant. For some people that really promotes bowel movements when they're constipated. Mm. For other people, it promotes some healing because aloe can be very healing. If you have a raging potential parasite or something like that, will the aloe help it? I don't know if that's gonna be the right treatment for you. I mean, potentially, but I don't know. That's probably not how I would treat it. Do you have dysbiosis in your gut? I mean, maybe. And so, so maybe some antimicrobial things will be super duper helpful. In that situation, I generally will mix up the antimicrobials that I use, depending on what's going on. So for example, if someone is constipated versus if they have diarrhea, I'm gonna do different antimicrobial herbs that kind of work differently. If someone has an H. pylori infection in their stomach, I'm gonna do something very different, just depending. But there's no real right way to do that. I just kind of, what I've seen through the years, that's been pretty helpful. As well as kind of what the research has said has been the best and then when i retest it's gone so that's been kind of my barometer and then fermented foods i mean i love fermented foods i love them sometimes it's really hard to get people to eat them and then so let me tell you the bad with fermented foods first if somebody has a ton of histamine going on in their gut they're going to feel terrible on fermented foods Mm -hmm. so if they're oh they're over histamine producer you kind of have to take care of the bottom line of what's going on with the histamine first. For other people that don't have that problem, I think fermentation is great. I mean, when we look at stool testing, for example, we're looking at like, there's just a few good bacteria that we look at, but we have billions, right? So we're just looking at this like really narrow scope, but we have all these other ones that we eat fermented foods, when you do short-chain fatty acids, if you can do fiber, you know, any of these things that feed the gut bacteria, raw versus cooked vegetables, all of those things are going to feed some different things on the microbiome. So I have a really funny story about something that you don't think could feed the microbiome. So generally alcohol is regarded as don't do that. It yeah. can be a microbiome killer. <laughs> but there, I have a funny story during COVID. One of my patients had to homeschool her daughter and apparently it got very stressful. So she ran the stool test before, and she was missing something called acromancia. And acromancia is something that really helps to regulate, for example, our metabolic system. So basically, it helps with obesity. I know that weight loss was a big question, and I know that's something you cover a lot, but generally helps to regulate obesity, blood sugar, et cetera. So it's Mm -hmm. a metabolic regulator. Anyhow, so she drank red wine every single day. When she came back a year later, and we reran the stool test, her acromancia was off the charts. So, long story short, darker colored grapes, as well as like red fruit, helps to regulate this portion of the microbiome. So, when you're doing kind of some of those raw versus fermented, it really helps to balance out acromancia. And I've done a lot of supplements through the years to help bring up acromancia. And honestly, just doing grapes, pomegranates, and a little bit of red wine has been a pretty big game changer.
0: Wow. That's kind of the thing, like, you really don't know what's going on there unless you get the detective on the case. And <laughs> some people should be drinking red wine, some should not, and some should unfermented not. So you really, just just start, it sounds like, listen to your body every time you put something in, and that'll give you at least a start. And then for more serious problems, you know, you need help.
1: I think we've become so disconnected with what's going on, right? And I'll ask somebody, like your food journal is like a perfect thing. Your food and like what feels good with a workout, et cetera, because everyone's different. So I can't get recommendations across the board. I can tell you kind of some good things that work, but... We've become really disconnected with what's going on in our head and what's going on with our body because I think we're so busy and so stressed. And so if we can actually slow down and journal what happened and what's going on, okay, you know what? Every time I eat dairy, for example, I'm bloated. Well, maybe I could really, maybe my tolerance to dairy is not at all, or maybe it's every like two days I can have dairy. And so you start to listen to that. And see like what your tolerance level is. Because when we start to eliminate big groups of foods, it does create stress for a lot of people. Oh. So I try not to eliminate too much for too long. I try to reincorporate foods because most people are like, well, I mean, I'm eventually going to go back to eating that. So yeah. I just don't want it to be so strict and regimented.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Doctor Ann, how can my audience get a hold of you? You have your podcast, Gut Health Reset. What any website or social media that you like uh, directing people to?
1: Yeah, so so yeah, you, the Gut Health Reset podcast is a podcast, and then our practice is Alt A L T Fam F A M Med M E D, short for Alternative Family Medicine.
0: Okay, awesome. And the audience knows I always put it in the show notes too, so I can just click on click on the links and get a hold of you. But yeah, this was a wealth of information. And something i've been working on too this last year so it's little tweaks i can do and maybe get tested one day yeah <laughs> awesome
1: yeah awesome let me know <laughs> yeah.
0: well uh, thank you dr ann for coming on the show
1: hey thanks for having me i really appreciate being here this was fun
0: absolutely all right if you'd like a little bit of help of checking out your diet and your current routine i'd be happy to help i always do a free 15 minute zoom consultation for anyone no strings attached just to see if i can help you point you in the right direction so if you're interested check out the show notes the link is at the top thank you so much for listening to this episode everyone and i just wanted to say that if if anything from this episode resonated with you and you it makes you think of somebody please share and help someone out you know i do a lot of variety of topics and not everything i say works for everyone but there is going to be that one episode that makes you think of somebody that could help so i really appreciate it and just off of looking back the last three years of all the episodes I've done, I think three really stand out that I think could help a lot of people. And that's uh, episode 71 with Dr. Amy, where we go into diaphragmatic breathing and how that can really help with your pain levels and did for me. Episode 195, I had Tim Kelly on and we really dove deep into micro minerals and how important that is and how horrible the American diet is. And the third being uh, episode 292, a more recent one, where I talk about the three tips I would do to help out your lower back. And one of those is just a simple YouTube video that my chiropractor gave me that just took me to the next step of lowering my pain, giving me more range of motion. And I just want to put that out there to check those out if you're having any of these issues. And like I said, thanks for listening.